Hi, I'm Andrew Begovic, and you're watching Eurotrips. Hello, and welcome to the Eurotrips podcast. We are back again, once again, talking all things football. And once again, we are back doing some similar sort of awards. Um, I am your host, Andy, and I'm once again joined by our series regulars, Ryan, Naeem and Alex. How are you, boys? Good, thank you. Very good. I just want to, before you continue, Andy, I just want to uh, straighten something out. So on the last podcast, for anyone who missed it, um, we, we had a debate about most overrated footballers. And uh, I, 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 I said Neymar was a very underrated player. And Andy shot back with overrated as Neymar. Now, I didn't have a player written down for overrated. So I came at Andy and said Kenny Dalglish, uh, which was a success because when we put it on Twitter... Um, I bullied the poll and got him voted. However, you... today we will be having a very a, a, a different sort of debate that's I'm going to take as seriously as possible. You know what? I want to level out that a moment of trying to banter it. Kane Douglas is not overrated. And Andy, all week I've been bullying you saying, <laughs> I can't wait for you to read it out. You don't have to. I take it back. He is not most overrated. I just thought I'd put that in there before we begin the, the debate tonight, because I want to make sure this one's taken uh, seriously. And I think my introduction <laughs> of memes into it was quite silly. So sorry, Andy, I take it back. It's fine. It's not a problem. Thank you for um, thank you for being honest there. I do I do like that. Um, we will go through the awards though very quickly. The results of our polls for the other nominations. So the first one was the best goal of the last ten years. Uh, Gareth Bale won the award, his goal against Liverpool, with 47% of the votes. Uh, most underrated player of all time, Gabriel Batistuta, um, got 40%. He won that poll. Um, the, the, the most likely to win the next Ballon d'Or is obviously went to Messi with 60%. The best goal no one ever talks about goes to Son against Burnley with 41% of the votes. And that was it. So, yeah, this week we've gone for a similar approach we'll once again sort of go through some some of our sort of our awards with different sort of categories uh, and we are going to go through um something we were going to mention last week but we did uh, sadly run out of time so the very first thing we're talking about is we're going to rank the top 10 biggest clubs in world football um, on top of this we will also give our awards for the biggest traitor in football history the worst transfer in football history and the one transfer you'd have loved to have seen that happen that never did. Basically, a lot of it is basically a transfer theme podcast, basically, uh, with all the stuff going on with Jack Reedish, Harry Kane, Lionel Messi. We thought it was fitting to sort of have some transfer sort of awards, some, some of our, um, our nominations for certain categories based on transfers. So we're going to go 10 to 1. We'll give, we'll give our number 10 each, our number 9 each, etc, etc, down to number 1. But we will give our 2 and 1 at the same time. So we're going to kickstart with myself with number 10. Now, I was talking between a few clubs. I was thinking, do I go for sort of a South American club, sort of like, you know, like Boca Juniors, Sao Paulo, River Plate, all these clubs like that. But I went for Arsenal in the end as number 10 uh, because whilst... <laughs> I think in terms of trophies, their sort of FA Cups, yes, leagues, yes. So I think that is one of the reasons why I put them in because even though they haven't got the sort of the European stature of these other teams that are, are in this list, in my list at least, um, I think that Arsenal, it's a worldwide basis. I think they are quite a well known club. And I think it's down to a lot of times due to the fact that they're in such a popular league. The Ing Premier League is such a worldwide league. And I think as a result, Arsenal 
are one of the most well-known clubs in in the in the Premier League, especially kids who grew up sort of in the Henri Vieira era, Robert Perez, Gilberto Silva, all of these players um, that have played for them in the past when they were having the most successful period. So I do think Arsenal deserve a mention. Uh, I think if they'd won the Champions League one or once, once or twice, maybe they'd be higher on this list. But I think Arsenal have to be mentioned at some point in this top ten, uh, and that's why I've gone for Arsenal number ten um, for for that reason. So Naeem, who's your number ten on your list? Uh, my number ten, I've gone for um, Chelsea. Now, obviously, people always say with them, oh, they haven't got the history, blah blah blah, but. Out of all the teams in the Premier League over the last 15 years, they have pretty much been the most successful. So, th- if or if if they obviously didn't have that successful period, then yeah, they would be nowhere near the top 10. But uh, what they've done over the last 15 years, you know, they've won t- uh, two Champions Leagues, they've won uh, quite a few uh, league titles, and obviously FA Cups to throw in there. But yeah, I've gone with um, Chelsea as uh, my 10th biggest club uh, in the world. And uh, Ryan, who's your number 10? My number 10 is Arsenal. Oh, OK, OK. I'll put forward my case because I know there's a certain man who's willing to... There's a to, wave uh... coming your way. <laughs> yes. There's, there's, there's something <laughs> no, 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 lay it out, lay it out. I, I want to hear it. Go for it. That's OK. I mean, again, it depends how you define biggest club because a lot of people will have a different opinion on it. I sort of rounded it just down to... The six things really, and that's like history, fan base, recent success, revenue, player pool, and players, both past and present. Um, and basically, like you can start off with history, that's undeniable. Third most successful club in English football history, that's a stat. Um, 38 trophies, compare that to Chelsea with 32 and City with 28, clear of them too. Obviously, not winning the Champions League. I get, uh, fair enough, understandable. Um, obviously, did have an unbeaten season in there, which no one else can boast about. So, got that in there. Uh, fan base, obviously, with social media ever present these days, we are tenth in terms of social media followers combined worldwide, just behind Man City, I think. Uh, shirt sales and um, the Emirates. You can also sort of put into revenue as well Emirates has sold out for most games whether they all turn up or not it's another matter but and shirt sales we're consistently in the top 10 for that as well recent success is obviously our worst category without doubt last two seasons have been disgustingly bad but still out of the last 10 years we finished in the top six eight of those times and we've still won four FA Cups in that time as well which is uh more than most other English clubs. Obviously, there were four FA Cups. FA Cup might not have the same stature nowadays, but still third biggest competition you can win as an English club. Then to revenue, eighth most valuable club in the world, even ahead of PSG, Tottenham and Juventus. So another one to boast about. I mentioned, obviously, shirt sales, match their revenue sponsorships. Again, in the top 10 for that. Player pool, past five years, we've managed to bring in Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pai and Pepe. Can't remember if Pepe's Lille were in the Champions League or not when we got him. No. All right. Well, the other three come from Champions League clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, we haven't, I, mean, I can't really think of many other big players that we've actually gone in for that have not come to us and gone to somebody else off the top of my head. There might be some. 
Um, I mean, this summer we got, you know, some may say we overpaid for Ben White and the window's not done yet. Still linked with some big names, so we can see what happens there. Then, uh, I mean, past players, you can round off some names. Henri Burkamp, Wright, Fabrias, Perez, Vieira, Adams, Campbell. The list goes on and on and on. And for me, even just with the last two or three years, you know, you take that out of, you know, context. Oh, we, we we deserve a place on that list, in my opinion, one million percent. There's never been any doubt in my mind. It was just a question of where I was going to put us. But I think just off the last 10 to 15 years, I don't think we deserve a place above Chelsea and Man City and these other clubs, even though none of them really have any history before that time. But yeah. That's my argument anyway for it. No, that's a really, really good point, mate. And I think you've put some really good sort of points there now because I can tell you've done your research really well on sort of um, yes. on this. So I think that uh, I'm going to disclaimer now. I've not got Juve in my top 10. I think I can't have a team that. <laughs> what? No, wait a sec. No, my thinking is I can't have a club in his top 10 if they've been done for match fixing. On all, you know, they've got all the relegated <laughs> That's the only reason why, if you go for trophies alone, they're obviously one of the most successful. But I think for me, I can't have a team in this top 10 who have been basically re- rele- relegated to a d- lower division. So if, for that kind of reason, they got done for. So, um, Alex, who is your number 10? OK, so I've got a selection of number 10s that I'm willing to put in front of Arsenal. Now, I've got a couple of things to start off this debate. So first of all, before I say anything further, I would like to say Arsenal were a very, very big club. One of the biggest in the world. This is not an attack on them, okay? But, Andy, what's the name of this podcast? The Euro Trips. Is it English Trips? No, but English. <laughs> no, no, that's, mean, that's, that's just what I wanted to ask. It's the biggest but, league in Europe, and Arsenal. Yeah, yes, yeah, they yeah, are. Not, not disagreeing with that. So, can we agree that I'm going to assume? Uh, even if we take away Juventus, you guys all have Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Man United, Liverpool, Manchester City, uh, Chelsea, and PSG in your top ten. I'm missing yeah. two of those. There's two yeah, teams I've not got. Missing two. two. Okay, so even if you've got two spots free, okay, you're going to try to tell me that Arsenal. I mean, first of all, as well, right? You did a very, very good research and accountant of uh, Arsenal and the points they are for why they're a big club. Mm-hmm. But you haven't put the research in for why AC Milan. Benfica, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Ajax, and any of the clubs I just mentioned should be above them. I mean, if oh, you want, I, to go, I've got, hey, I've got uh, several of those teams above, above Arsenal. Okay, so if if we're gonna go through, I, I think Arsenal are behind the grand majority of them. I think they're in, in front of Benfica and Leipzig. Are they bigger than AC Milan? AC Milan's history triumphs that. AC mm-hmm. Milan's history of players triumphs that, and I think on success they're relatively the same place. Inter Milan, I think, is a question of one as well. But the thing, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to battle it in for Ajax, OK? Because if you, if you have either of you got any of you got Ajax in the top 10? Nope. You'll, you'll find out later whether I've got Ajax in my top OK. 10. Ajax are 100% bigger than Arsenal. If you want to go through history, they've won four European Cups. Arsenal have none. They're the biggest club in the era uh, in in the Netherlands. Sorry, they've launched players like Johan Cruyff, Patrick Kluivert, some of Arsenal's best players as well in Dennis mm-hmm. Bergkamp. Okay, 
in terms of trophies, it's still modern day success. They're one of the biggest teams there. And also, when we're talking big teams, you have to conclude the teams like Juventus, Bayern Munich, Ajax and Dortmund. Because even if you're thinking, well, you know, they're not the biggest team in England. We're a tiny nation. We're irrelevant. If every German player wants to go to play to Bayern Munich, that means they're a big club. If every Dutch player wants to go and play for... Uh, Ajax, that means they're a giant club. And likewise, if every youngster in world football wants to go play for Borussia Dortmund, then they're a massive club. Okay. Also, Atletico Madrid can easily be above Arsenal because the greater part of the 1960s, 70s and 80s, they were actually just as much, if not more successful than Barcelona and up there with Real Madrid. In fact, it only took till 1993 for Barcelona to win a European Cup. There are countless reasons why Arsenal just can't be in this top 10. They are a very, very big club, but they are not bigger than Madrid, Barca, Bayern, United, Liverpool, City, Juventus, PSG, Chelsea, Ajax, Dortmund, Atletico, AC Milan. They're behind them. And if we're about to try and argue this on things like history or brand and things like that then believe me I've got a separate list and guess what I'm going to be bringing in Santos, Boca Juniors, River Plate and LAFC there is you have to be fair to this we can't be English buyers they are not bigger than any of the teams I have just listed in in, in, in maybe they're in one category compared but on the grand approach they're not in the UK perhaps they are but that's because it's the UK and Arsenal are a local team and they're not even the sole team in London that most people will support there's like six teams there Come on, guys. Alex, I'm going to make one point. You mentioned about in the UK, right? So if you've been on a holiday, you know, in France, Spain, anywhere in Europe like that, and, you know, you go, you see people in football shirts, I've definitely seen a lot more Arsenal shirts than I have uh, Atletico Madrid shirts. I've seen a lot more than Benfica shirts. Even though they're both big clubs, I think Arsenal... Or is it perhaps that people... you're recognising an Arsenal shirt, and if you see a different shirt, you might not recognise it? No, because the, the guy came into my work yesterday wearing a Benfica top when I was talking to him about my trip to Benfica last year. Um, so now I think my, I've got, I was torn between, obviously I did mention I was torn between Boca Juniors, River Plate, and I think I picked Arsenal purely because they're more well-known on a, on a world, world scale, even though they got similar trophies to a lot of these teams. I think the fact that they are more well-known to a lot of people. But then what, what, how are we quantifying well-known? I mean, well, Dynamo like, Kiev are one of the most well-known teams in the whole of Eastern Europe and Asia. We could have put them in here. Yeah, but are, yeah, but are, they, are they known worldwide? That, that's my, my point. Are, are they, they know, probably are not... to a grand majority of people. They've, <laughs> they're very successful I, I, in Europe and they've had some of the most influential players in history and know, managers as well. I, I, think, I think a lot of non-football fans don't know who they are, but they'll know who Arsenal are. I think if you ask, if you ask anyone in my work who has no interest in football... They're more likely to know Arsenal than they are Dynamo Kiev, and that goes yeah, to anyone who's in, who's in Spain to, or France. Are they more likely or... to know them than Ajax Amsterdam? Yeah, no, I've, I've got Ajax higher than Arsenal. Are I've they more Ajax likely to know them like Atletico Madrid or AC Milan? Well, I've got AC Milan higher, but I've not. Or got PSG or Juventus. No, but Juve are cheating scums. They're, they're, they're getting nowhere near this list. There's so many teams in in football history that are right. cheating scum. I Alex, mean, even. Even Marseille, who Ryan even said earlier, well, in, in our chat is a big club, who I've got nowhere near this list. They've won a European Cup and it was through cheating. Just because Juve got caught doesn't mean that every other team is golden in history. I mean, what? Chelsea are going to be in your top 10. They had a paedophile coach working for them for 25 years. Are we going to exclude Juve? No, but, that, no, that? No, but that, that's, that's, that's off the field, Seth. In terms of the actual, the way the club ran their business in terms of football games, of the Juve are done for match fixing, where I don't think any other team, apart from those couple of teams, in Italy, that were also done. Um, I don't remember anyone else being done that badly and sort of being relegated to a, to a lower division. And I think that shows how bad. Also, they are still, you know, are still a big club. I wouldn't put them in the top ten. Um, but who's your who's your tenth, Alex? Can I ask? 
I, I, I'm determined to make. Oh no, I, I don't care about mine. I'm making sure that we're get, we're not getting a majority Arsenal because it's a crime. If if it becomes Arsenal in that top ten above those teams, I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna start listing off the. I'm just gonna go to the most successful European Cup winners. You can't just base it off who's won the European Cup the most. Well, you guys just can't base it off the fact we're in England. We've heard of Arsenal. I, I, no. I, I based it off six points. Yeah, from Arsenal's perspective. There's Arsenal, no... Arsenal beat Ajax on the majority of those. Yeah, but one of your sources said that they've sold they sold more shirts than PSG or something like that. I would love to see that no, source. I didn't say they sold more than PSG. I just said that they were in the top 10 for selling the most shirts. I said we were above PSG as being a more valuable club, which... Yeah, no, that's no, there, there is no, I want to see that, I want to go see to, that evaluation. Go to, go to Forbes and it's on Forbes. When was the, when was that taken? I'll, I'll tell you in a second. I'll let Andy carry on and I will. Yeah, there, so are you, how are you, Arsenal you, more valuable than the club that has Neymar and Mbappe and is backed by the Qataris? Yeah, PSG have only been a club really since 2000. It doesn't they're still valuable. Amazon's only been in the company for about 10 years. They're still the most valuable in the world. So I was saying, I I think if PSG if they, if I just think PSG personally, I, don't, I think if, you know, if they have ten more years, twenty more years of what they've done, they're in the top ten. But I think right well, now, is well, it... well, why are we why are we going to count it off like that? I mean, Leipzig are one of the clubs as well where every youngster in the world wants to move to. Uh, they're uh, not a big club. Andy, okay, they're, Andy, they're Andy, who's who's the, not a big club? Andy, all. who's the biggest club in Austria? Name off the top of your head, biggest club, the one you know the most. Probably RB Salzburg. Right, they've been around for fifteen years. So how? Why are you not naming off? Uh, why are you not naming off Rapid Vienna? So you can't you can't go off the you, we can't just place it purely off history because then, no, it, then it's just then it's just a situation. Well, you know you've won like four European Cups. We are going to have to wait about 10, 15 years before we actually consider you a big club. Well, no, I, I'm not saying one second Vienna and Salzburg are big clubs. I, I don't think that's ever. Well, no, you said they're the biggest in Austria, and it's the same with no, uh, Leipzig the, the, and PSG. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're a big club because they're the most well-known loss. It doesn't mean they're the biggest just because they're well, the most no, you, well-known. Well, no, you, you've said in your big club thing, I'm going in for this, you said for the big club thing that uh, Arsenal are well more, um, more well-known. So, yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm, if, if I'm saying that to Austria and you said, yeah, the biggest club, so yeah, yeah then you, you, can't, just, you can't base it off that. I'll just put in, yeah, Arsenal are eighth worth $2.88 billion dollars. PSG are worth 2.5 billion. There you go. I'll send you the link, Alex. <laughs> that is insane to me. But anyway, it doesn't actually change anything for me because there's no way Arsenal are bigger here. I mean, we, it, we'll go through the six points as well. Are Arsenal got a bit of player pool, like AC Milan? or Potentially, or... yes. How? <laughs> like... I'm, I'm going to put this Alex. You mentioned Atletico Madrid, right? One of their best midfielders at the time moved from them to Arsenal. He, no, he wasn't. But he, he wasn't even playing every well, game. Well, obviously, he's, he's no Coke or Saul, but he's definitely. So he's not one of the best players. He still moved from. He still, he still wasn't known as a big. If, a if, Griez, if Griezmann moved to Arsenal, I understand, but like, like no, and all like Atletico seemed pretty happy to sell him as well because their midfield's very. They need, no, just because they needed the money. That's why they sold him. Yeah, fair enough. But it's like there's no way Arsenal get into the clubs ahead of the clubs that I've mentioned. As well, it's, it's, it's your, it's, yeah, well, it's your it's, opinion, it's, but yeah, I. Well, I, you, you're, you're making out that we said Arsenal were fifth, and we're saying them tenth. We got, I've got nine clubs ahead of Arsenal. So I'm, Arsenal, you, you're, you're saying it's like we put Arsenal in the top three, but there's yeah, because um, it, it, practically, like, like I said, the, the clubs I've listed off, they're just not bigger than. It's just a fair that's, logic. That's, that's, that's your that's your opinion, but I bet you if we you done a majority 
poll, but you know, for thousands of football fans, not just in this country but around the world, and you asked. No, if you would, if you did it around the world, they're not getting ahead of AC Milan, and they're, they're not, not getting ahead of Ajax. They would getting... definitely get ahead of Ajax. What, what? Milan, AC what Milan, basis? AC Milan. I can understand. It was very close with Milan. I nearly put them in ahead of Arsenal, but, oh but, I, but I didn't. And Ajax are definitely not. I've never <laughs> ever heard anyone. Oh, you know, no, I'm, I'm honing on that one. How are AC Milan not bigger than them? Well, that's my opinion. <laughs> right, boys. I think we need to move on because we are still number ten. There's been quite a bit of time. Uh, Alex, yeah. who's on number ten? Have you you can give me one? What does it fucking matter? It's going to be Arsenal, isn't it? No, you give yours. Still, go on, give yours. No, give N A N A. Well, you have your. Alex, you can't do this. You you got to pick one. All right, fine. Nottingham Forest. They've won more European cups than them. Right. There you go. They've got more trophies. Bare history. There you go. You guys matter about that. Shocking. Well, mate, is that, is that actual 10 or are you just saying that? For the, no, 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 I'm going in number 10, yeah. No, no, no okay. this is what I prepared for. If this is the bias that's coming in, be ready. I gave my points. Carry on. Right, okay. Well, my number nine is Chelsea. Um, I was very, I was thought maybe Chelsea behind also, but I thought you can't, Chelsea won two European Cups and they won just as many league titles. So I think for me, Chelsea number nine, similar points to what Naeem was saying, really. I think that they are, um, obviously they're current European champions. They um, won... Uh, was it four, five Premier League? They've won the seven or eight FA Cups, I think it is. So I think for me, Chelsea have to be in this top 10. And I think that whilst you can criticise their sort of money ball approach in the past, you can criticise sort of that they've, they've bought their success. Um, I think at the same time, I think that, um, yeah, I think that Chelsea needs to be in there somewhere. And I think that um, now they've obviously won these two. This is why I've not got City in my top 10, is because they've not got any European sort of pedigree yet, whereas Chelsea have won two two Champions Leagues, one Europa League, I think it is. And so, yeah, that, that's why I've got Chelsea number nine. Um, Naeem, who's your number nine? My number nine, I've gone for Inter Milan. Um, obviously, although they haven't really been the biggest team in Italy um, over the last 10, 15 years, I know Juventus have pretty much just been dominating the league, um, apart from last season where they actually did win the league for the first time in over 10 years. Um, they're like they're the, the third most successful club in Italy, obviously behind AC Milan and Juventus. Um, so yeah, they obviously they've they've won they've won they've won a couple of Champions Leagues as well. So um, in my opinion, it, that's how I kind of compromise my list. Um, if you have any European pedigree, that's that's what obviously makes you the best, obviously in the continent and. I, I, I kind of did like go with club world cups, but obviously that's that's kind of just like f- uh, friendly games, really. It's not really it's not really proper proper tournament, is it? But um, yeah, they've won one of those as well. But um, yeah, I've I've gone with them because yeah, they're the third biggest club in um, Italy, and yeah, they've they've got quite a lot of um, history to back it up as well, and uh, they've they've had like great squads over the years. So um, yeah, Inter Milan are my ninth team in my list. And Ryan, who's your number nine? I've gone with PSG. Um, obviously, they've been extremely relevant for the last 10 years. And they do have a good history. Fair play. Do, I, do I, they? I, do, do they? I, I believe they do. I believe they've got... I, I think they're the most successful French club in football in French history. But I'd, that, have, is, is, I'd that, have to double-check. Yeah, because I reckon that's still down to you know, the fact they've been won Counters League titles the last 10, 10 years or so. Still, so. it's history. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna, val- you know, history, I suppose, but I'm gonna validate. Yeah, that point. And for me, they're only gonna keep, you know, getting bigger and bigger. And 
especially now if they get Messi as well, if they pull him off. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like you've got to have arguably the you know biggest French team in French history in there. So, yeah, number nine for me. And Alex, who's your number nine? Uh, I don't know, Chelsea. Okay. Right, and then my number eight, um, again, one that I mentioned previously, is Inter Milan. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, I think, yeah, they obviously they've won numerous Champions Leagues. I think they're, look, even though back in the 80s, the Channel 4 days, so the, how, until the 90s, the Channel 4 days, how sort of big it was in this country, at least. Um, but I think you look on an overall scale, I think in terms of the amount of Serie A's they've won, the, you know, the, Champions, the European Cups they've won. Um, so, yeah, I went for Inter Milan number eight. Um, Naeem, who's on number eight? I've gone with Ajax. Um, obviously, they're the biggest team in the Netherlands. Um, they've won they've won quite a few Champions Leagues, uh, obviously, back in the day as well. Um, they've won what? They've won 35 league titles. So, I think that's the most, obviously, in Holland as well. And, yeah, they're, obviously, when you think of Dutch teams, it's always Ajax that will always come to your mind. And, yeah, they've produced some great players over the last couple of decades um and and yeah they're, they're just yeah they're the my, my eighth best team and then ryan who have you got so eight uh for me is manchester city again a team that are just continuing to rise last 10 years and i mean they haven't really got a history to to boast about nor have they got really legendary players, you know, previous to probably the early 2000s. But again, just because of that dominance over the last 10 years and the fact that they're continuing to grow, I think they have to be in there um, for me personally. So, yeah, it's starting for eight for me. And then Alex? I think he's on mute. Where is he? Is he here? Who? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've oh, I've got PSG. Uh, and any reason for this? Uh, I can't lie. The, the reason's done out now. There's, there's no point. There's no point in them. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, the theme continues for my predictions. I've gone for Ajax. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> Keep copying me, man. <laughs> I know. I, it's like I can sort of read into your mind here, mate. It's, it's like I've... Um, we must have similar lists. We must have similar lists. I think I, I, I must have hijacked your phone without you realising or something. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, Ajax is number seven. I think that um, they are unlucky, the fact that they're in such a... Not as good a league. They're obviously in the league they're in. I think that um, if Ajax... If this is an Ajax team, you know, if they were in... You know, if it's the Spanish League, the French League, the German League, or even the Premier League, I think they would have first of all kept a lot of their players, and I think they would be a lot higher on this list. So I do think, you know, for the um, fact that they've obviously won this four European Cups, they've had all these amount of players. You look at the players they've had. You look at Cruyff, Zlatan, I think Seydorf. You look at even these days, De Ligt. They had Hakim Ziyech. They had all these players like that. Who else do they have? They had. Van Basten back in the day, Patrick Cliver, all Morris. these players have had in the past. Yeah, and it's just, it's just been. It's, I think so if you look at any world football, if you look at sort of um, how big, how sort of the, the best sort of youth youth systems in the world. I think Ajax have to be um, definitely for me the best sort of 
place in the world if you want to develop youngsters. And I think Ajax are definitely up there. And I think they are just incredibly unlucky that they are in um, a, a poor league if you look at um, overall. So, yeah, I've got Ajax number seven. Um, I, I love to have them higher, but I think Ajax for me are number seven. Um, it's annoying nine. how every argument so far since Arsenal has been spot on. How, how have you missed this, man? What happened? What happened? <laughs> that was spot on for Ajax as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I can agree more. Um, Naeem, who's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is. I've gone for Juventus. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Obviously, with them, they're the most successful team in Italy. You know. They nearly won 10 league titles in a row. Um, obviously, that that didn't happen because obviously Inter Milan last season. But, yeah, I just, obviously with Juventus, yeah, they just, they've, had, they've got a history. You know, they've won, they've won two Champions Leagues, although their last one was back in the 90s. And since then, I think they've gotten to I think three, or three Champions League finals, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that, yeah. So, um, Obviously, they came up against Real Madrid, so obviously that's that's never going to be easy. But yeah, they've got they've got the most league titles in their in their in their respective uh, league. They've won countless um, cups, and and yeah, the, the players that they've had obviously over the years. You know, obviously they did get as you did mention earlier, Andy. Obviously they did get relegated for obviously match fixing, but obviously to come back and then win the league, win the league, um, how many years in a row? Um, it's just, it's just um, pretty crazy to be fair, but yeah, they're they're my um they're my team that I've gone for. And then Ryan, my number seven is Chelsea. Uh, again, I mean similar reasons to City and PSG. I think any any of those three teams could argue they should maybe be you know in front of the other one perhaps, but I think Chelsea would are just ahead of City just simply because, you know, they got the oil money first, really. Um, <laughs> and again, you don't have a, a great history to boast about it. You know, they have decent history, fair play. And they've been probably the most dominant English team since sort of 2004 or five. Um, that's fair enough. They've had some fantastic players over the last few years and they're still up there. They're still competing for the major trophies. It's, you know, they fit all of the categories I mentioned. And, uh, yeah, number seven for me. And then Alex, um, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to be short with mine. I'm going to. Uh, Nyam's been uh, my favourite list so far, so I'm going to back Nyam as well. And make sure Juventus get into this top <laughs> ten. So I'm just putting it because his reasoning is spot on. And if we're if we're going match fixing, I mean, there, there's a million different controversies on pitch, off pitch, and go for different teams. But I'd, I'd like to argue with Ryan again. But less heated though this time. I would say you put City above Chelsea. I, I get where you come from in terms of Chelsea's glorious history started first. However, what City have done, City have literally bought like six clubs. Like they have a network now in mm-hmm. terms of like they in in terms of what they've done with the money. City are one of the two teams in the world right now who could sign Messi. So even though Chelsea have had slight more success, I think in terms of bigger, if you if you really want to go for just like reaching out and like touching all corners of the globe, I, I, th- I think City are actually doing that a bit better than Chelsea. Potent- potentially, yeah. They, I think the main factor really in it is just that uh, maybe be just because Chelsea have won the two European Cups and City yeah, have won the one. Yeah, that's fair. I'm with you on that. 
that that's the only reason I think. Well, not the only reason, but one of the major factors why they just got ahead. But I think Ch- the next... Chelsea feel more like a club, and City feel a bit more like a company. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree I'd, with that. I'd say probably, you know, one, two, three years time. Obviously, City will jump ahead of them, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that. think I think if City had won the Champions League final, um, one in May, I think City would be in my top ten, and I think that, um, yeah, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, number six for me is Bayern Munich. I think that, um, again, they they've won countless European Cups and they've won even more German leagues I think that uh, they obviously they've been a club that's been successful for a long time they've been successful really since what's it the 70s 80s 60s they've been starting off so I think that if you look at that point of view I think Bayern have got a lot of stature worldwide a lot of stature in Germany yes they are but they are like bullies they do take everyone's best players and that is must be so frustrating for German fans I mean if you're a Dortmund fan, a Wolf, not a Wolfsburg, a really Wolfsburg fan. If you, if you if you support anyone in that German league and you see Bayern Munich every year taking your best players, uh, we got it a bit similar with City, but they're taking players from the lower teams. Whereas, um, and yeah, I think that um, for me, Bayern on number six, I think that um, yeah, they got a massive stature, but there are for me just five clubs a lot bigger than Bayern. Um, but yeah, for me, Bayern number six. Um, Naeem, who's your number six? My number six is your team, Liverpool. Oh, yes. Six. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, I've gone with obviously Liverpool because obviously, although in like the recent times they haven't really been that, that successful, although I know you did win the Premier League and the Champions League in re- um, recent years. And the Club Cup and the Super Cup. <laughs> <laughs> to name a few, yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone with them because obviously they've got a pretty rich history, you know, obviously. Them in the eighties, they were pretty much the probably the best team in, in England at the time back in the eighties. Um, they've won obviously six Champions League, the most out of any English club. So uh, they're they're always gonna obviously obviously be up there. And also, I reckon if they didn't obviously English clubs didn't get banned um, from the European European competitions in the eighties, um, they might have won maybe one or two more uh, probably. But yeah, I've gone for Liverpool because yeah. They've got a good history and yeah, they're still they're still building on something. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Liverpool. Um, well, me and you have very rarely argued in our lifetime as friends, Naeem, but this this <laughs> could be one. I, I can't believe you've got Liverpool six. I really can't. Uh, I think uh, there are some massive clubs I imagine in this and I've got five massive clubs in my top five. I think I've got Liverpool definitely Highlands definitely Highland sixth. Why? Um, well, I think that you look at obviously they've won the third most European Cups out of any team in the world in Europe. They've won the second most league titles out of anyone in England. They've won they're up there in the top three or four most FA Cups won. I think again, look at the on a worldwide product basis, um, how big the are in terms of, you know, marketability. You look at the sort of the amount of uh, fans are worldwide. You've got only got to look at when you go to eight when you see them in countries like America, Asia, how how much People, how many people turn up for it? And right, then, but are they bigger than Madrid, Barca, Bayern, or Man United? Well, definitely not Bayern because I've got them sixth. But um, you, you will see there what they are. Where I don't want to give any spoilers away where I've put Liverpool, but um, <laughs> first, <laughs> it, I, I'll say it's not first. I'll tell you that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, I think that Liverpool. I think whilst there are definitely a, a club or two bigger than us, I do think that. Um, 
for me, I, I think they're a lot higher than six personally. But you can call me bias all you want. But I, I think that um, I, I think they're higher than six. But we will move on to Ryan. Who's your number six? My one is Juventus. Uh, I do understand your point about the match fix and stuff, and but but then again, I do agree for you know one of only a few times with Alex that if you know if the rest of some of these teams in that list got caught over the shit that they've done, you know as well as countless other clubs, that yet there'd be a lot more of these clubs being relegated and you know being chucked with fines. I mean. I don't know how long ago it was, but when we spoke about how some of these clubs have been uh, very naughty, the likes of Chelsea and Man City in recent years, I think they weren't as bad to an extent as what Juventus done because it was bad. But then again, there were many other Italian clubs who were all involved in the same scandal, Mm -hmm. just not to the same degree. So I do get that point. But for me, they... The last sort of five to ten years, again, they've just grown and grown and grown. They managed to get in, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably the greatest footballer of all time, or one of. And that, for me, was just a massive shift for them. Definitely pushed them up my list, just just for me anyway. And, uh, yeah, I, again, though, they could probably be in that same category with Chelsea, City and PSG and the fact that any of those four really could go in any order. But, um, yeah, and number six. It pains me not to have... Milan in the list, it really does because I actually do really, really like AC Milan, probably my favourite club, but not going to go back into that anyway. Yeah, I think for the for the benefit of the length of this podcast, we probably shouldn't <laughs> go back back into that that debate. No, it's um, not. It's just uh, we'll let the listeners feel how they feel about you know Arsenal uh, mm-hmm. above uh, that. That's fair. I mean, side note to Ryan, by the way, your, your your points about Arsenal are actually spot on. I I agreed with them just. Uh, Agreed with other points a lot more, and uh, Andy's uh, Andy's belligerence to my points uh, frustrated me, which is why. Well, it's not actually why, because I already had him here. But Liverpool, yeah, no, you're not. You're not in the fucking top four. You've got him. You're, you're sick. You, you're sick. There's so, no ch- no chance. Right. So, so I, I want to. Um... Actually, in fairness, I did have. A, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out now because I, I I got frustrated of. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you're going sick. We'll put Ajax five. Give them that away. I Ajax ten. Oh. I didn't put them in there. Uh, so can I, can I ask a reason why you put Liverpool six? I just want to ask. I, I, I get maybe why, but I, I think we. What, what are your I, reasons why we're, we're six? As promised at the start, there will be no meme explanations. I gen like I genuinely think Liverpool are. I mean, the only meme bit here is that I fucked up my list at the start of anger. They would be fifth. But they're not bigger than Madrid because Madrid are the biggest club of all time. Um, if any, don't give it away. But if they're not top of any of your lists, there's we're going to go into a debate again. They're not bigger than Barcelona. They're, they're just not. Uh, they're not bigger than Man United. Um, I, I think yes, they've won more European cups. But you got to think like even even the one in the mid two thousands. That was during a time when United, where Liverpool weren't even like in the top three best clubs in the league. Like during the 2000s, you had Arsenal and Chelsea outperforming them. Um, and Bayern Munich, I mean, I, I think to call Liverpool, you know, I think as English people, we can't, we can't, like, I think we're biased to say that Liverpool are ahead of Bayern Munich. Like, it can't be underestimated that Bayern Munich are the team that every single German footballer wants to go and play for. Like, that's, that, that's incredible. And their history is ridiculous. I mean, I think they've won one less or maybe tied with Liverpool as European Cups. 
But still, like, they've won the Bundesliga near enough non-stop. And they've got a ridiculously good player. I mean, Gerd Müller, one of the greatest players of all time. So I, I think, again, to honest, similar, on a similar level to the Arsenal thing, Bayern Munich are the, the, the top three biggest clubs. Just because they're not as romantic as a uh, Barca and Madrid or United, and not and just because we don't know him as well, and just because you know, like oh, it, it feels annoying how every German player wants to go for them. They're they're bigger than Liverpool. Like Liverpool is still a massive club. There's no taking away from that, mm-hmm. but there are not like there's not an entire nation dying to play for Liverpool where there is for Bayern Munich. Yeah, I mean I, I do get that, but I think that you got to look at. Um, I mean, you mentioned before the fact that. We had this period where you weren't good in the 2000s. But then Man U have going through this period now, or well, they have been. Um, obviously, teams like Chelsea and all that haven't. I mean, Barcelona, I think, in the early 2000s weren't anything special. I think they were in UEFA Cup. I think we beat them in UEFA Cup at one point. I do think that most teams, obviously some teams were exceptions, but a lot of teams do go through these bad spells. I mean, But there's, with, a, there's, a, there's a difference in that in terms of, OK, Man United aren't doing as well at the moment as they were, but they're still... They still just finished second. They're still they've still finished second twice in the last five years. They're still getting in and out of the Champions League. Still challenging. Yeah. You want to go Barcelona? They were they weren't as good in the two thousands. That's because Real Madrid won a couple more La Liga titles. Like they're still under Frank Rijkaard. People remember him as the person who Pep Guardiola replaced. He still won a La Liga in thumping fashion. Whereas Liverpool mm. in the two thousands, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure here I haven't got as much facts. So I'm pretty sure you'll confirm as well. Despite winning the Champions League, like you weren't even in the top four at times. From what I remember, yeah, like, I mean, you challenged you challenged for the league in my memory like once, I think, in a like two thousand eight maybe with United. Yeah, and... we we um came fifth actually the year that we won the Champions League. We came fifth behind Everton, uh, but obviously maybe won the FA Cup the year later. We it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We won the we came second and same also, thing in thirteen also... fourteen. Also, out of Madrid, like out of Madrid, Barca, Bayern, and United, has any of those teams gone thirty years without winning a title? Well, Man, you went 30, 25 years, thirty years without winning a league title when they won it in the first Premier League. Well, what, what like the nineteen? Were you talking like nineteen thirties? No, in the um, when they won the first Premier League ever when um, ninety two, ninety three, it was that was their first league title in. And they actually Manu and Manu were relegated it in the eighties, and but Man City sent them down. Um, yeah, Manu only for one or two seasons, I believe, but they were relegated in the eighties. Manu or late seventies, early eighties. Okay, but are they bigger than Man? Are Liverpool bigger than Man United? Well, I will get into that later. I'll get into that later on. But um, yeah, if you, yeah. if you you know what, if you want to call Liverpool bigger than Man United, that's your that's no, your no. that's your words, man. That's your well, words. We'll get into that later. Yeah, I'm I I'm going to put. Uh, what did I say? Liverpool uh, sixth. Well, I think it's ob- I think it's going to be clear that I've I've got Manu bigger because I've not mentioned him yet in in this top ten. Um, right, number five um, for me, I've got AC Milan. I think that AC Milan are um, obviously they were they were they're, for me they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. I think they're uh, obviously they were so successful in the two thousands and 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 before that as well. And I think that. It's a shame that they've sort of gone down, sort of in terms of they're not as good as they were. It's a real shame because I think you look at the, even though it's not be there anymore, the San Siro is such an iconic stadium. You look at sort of the, the amount of success they've had in both Italy and in Europe, and I think that um, 
history they've got at that club is just exceptional. So, um, so yeah, I've got AC Milan fifth. Um, Naeem, who's your number five? My number five, I've gone with Bayern Munich. Um, kind of really echo what you guys already said about them, really. You know, the most successful club in Germany. They, I think they've won, what, is it nine or ten league titles in a row now? Um, since, obviously, Klopp won uh, two in a row before them, them in Dortmund. Obviously, they're only one of three teams in Europe to have won three Champions Leagues in a row um, consecutively. So, yeah, with Bayern Munich's history, they've they've got the European history to back it up as well. Um, and yeah, they're they're always they're the best team in Germany, and you know it's, the league's pretty much a, a walking apart for them. But you know you still got to win it, and yeah, they're they're my they're my team for number five. And Ryan, exactly the same. Ooh. Got, got Bayern fifth. Uh, it's very difficult with number four for me, but. Again, I mean, we talk about the English bias. I, I, I get your point on that, Alex, but I don't think anyone can argue that over the last 10 to 20 years, the Premier League has argued, arguably been the most competitive. Not every year, but out of all the years, when you put it all together, the English Premier League is, is the hardest to win and the most competitive to play in. And that's why the English clubs deserve to be higher in that list than the likes of Ajax um, and perhaps you know Bayern. I've got two Premier League clubs above Bayern, and I understand Bayern the biggest club in German football, and you know they've won a lot of trophies, had you know, a lot of great players, and all this other stuff. Fair enough, again, but um, for me, if they would would they be? I mean, you can't really say would they be as successful as if it was in the Premier League because you can't really compare it. But I just don't feel that they're bigger than my fourth club in my opinion anyway but i'll get on to that okay can i have an opportunity to to fight the buy and fight okay well i think i'll get you saying that the premier league's like over the last 20 years yes it's become i don't think more competitive right word. i think it's just more more money into it mm-hmm. and if if like if we're to go that route then city like the a man city should be ranking higher on this list Chelsea, because they're they're beneficiaries of that and if we're, if we're counting history a lot into this, then the Premier League has only been on top like for the last 20 years. And also, it's not been on top all the time during that period. Like, 15-16, Leicester won it. Like, they, yes, fair. Yeah, no one was arguing then that was Premier League was on top. So, I, I, I just think, by, by, I guess they've had it easier in the last 10 years. But I think that's because they've become a true, true super club. In this, mm-hmm. I think if they, were, I think if they were in the Premier League, let's see, you can't compare, but like I, I still think they'd be winning it most years. Uh, they've just got that that size and that power, and I, I think, like I said, I don't think, I think the the massive thing about them is there's there's very few clubs in the world where an entire nation wants to play for them. Like even football managers like Brazil and Argentina, there's different clubs, but in, in Germany, what a, a crazy football mad nation where that every team is so well supported. Nearly every player gives it up just to move to Bayern Munich. See, I, I agree with you there. They do. I don't necessarily think that all of those players supported Bayern. I believe that most of them go there simply just to win the Bundesliga because they know that the club that they're at perhaps haven't really got, got an opportunity to win it and never probably will. 
and because that does of the count. payrolls. That does count still. That does, that, yeah. that, that's part of it. That's part yeah, of it. no, that, that, that's fair, but that's, that's just what I'm saying. I mean, you know, it, I think it'd be the same story with Dortmund. I think if Dortmund were winning trophies, you know, Bundesliga's over the last five to ten years, every player would want to go there. So I don't think it's just because of what Bayern are. I think, again, they just... They've been so dominant the last five or ten years. That's that's the position that they're in now. But I understand your point. Fair enough. Yeah, I I agree completely. I think that um, yeah, I think that Bayern. I think for me, I think Bayern's almost turning a bit like Man City now, where you know Jack Grealish. Obviously, he's gone to City yesterday. He grew, grew up an Aston Villa fan, but he's gone to City now because he knows that that's where. If he grew up as a kid, also dreaming of trophies, I think he's gone to see partly because, first of all, Pep, but also I think that he's a bit like Bayern with Germany. I think players are now realising that if they want to win trophies, you saw it with Mahrez in the past, it's Raheem Sterling. I think these players are moving because they know that's where their best chance of winning trophies is. And I think that uh, I think that is slowly sort of creeping in now to Man City, sort of. And uh, the boyhood Arsenal fan, Harry Kane, as well. To count, to count a little. He's, would, he's, he's not a boyhood Arsenal fan, I don't think. I, I would argue that's. I would argue that's the same motivating factor for literally any player moving to any club. Like even even if, let's take Man United, who are the far more romantic side of Manchester. Players still want to go there to win trophies because Man United in their heads is a team that win trophies. It's just a different reason. Like to go to Man City now, it's because they've got a plan out with Pep Guardiola and lots of money backing it to say we will win trophies at this at this club. Where if you go to Man United, it's well, this is a club that's historically won trophies and proven they will. So that will also lend a reason to me. So I think it's like no matter what what player it is and no matter what club it is, if they, or the big club it is, they're moving there for that reason of winning a trophy. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a big club. Yeah, and just to clarify on how you came, boy, there's a quote on Google saying that most of my family were Spurs fans and I grew up 15 minutes from the stadium, so I was always going to be a Spurs fan. A bit strange that it was an Arsenal parade, an Arsenal shirt. But that, that's because that's he was in the Arsenal youth team, wasn't it? And that's the only reason why, wasn't it? It's like Gerald was, pitch, was in an Everton shirt last year because he won some... I mean, I, I know nothing cool. about that, but it wasn't he, when he was in the Arsenal shirt, wasn't he quite like... He didn't. He, he didn't look like he was playing football every week. Is what I'm trying to say. To be, like, to be fair, yeah. I did. I did say it as a joke. To be fair, wasn't wasn't serious. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't really give up. I, I'd rather him not be an Arsenal fan. I don't like him. But it's just my. Well, you you uh, may not need to hate him for much longer. Um, right, number four. Oh, so yours is Ajax, isn't it? Number five, Alex. You've gone for Ajax, number five. That's yeah, fuck my list. Now, now I'm now, now I can regain the full seriousness of it after I recovered after number ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number four for me is Liverpool. Believe it or not, um, I know I went on the speech before about how they're a big club, and we are, we are a massive club. But I think um, I've gone for the three ahead purely because of their pulling power. I think these three clubs have got ahead of Liverpool, which are probably obvious from the teams I've not mentioned. But these three clubs have got ahead of Liverpool, have got more pulling power in terms of attracting players. And I do think that um, obviously they obviously there's more money. There's, there's sort of market, market wise, marketability wise as well. They are one of the biggest clubs in that sense as well. But I've gone for my, my team Liverpool fourth. I do think that we are definitely in the top four, in my opinion, because we have obviously got so much success in the past, both domestically and European. And I think that we are, we are one of the most well-known clubs worldwide. And I think that we are, um, 
sort of, yeah, just a massive, massive, massive club. But I think I mentioned all, all these points before, so I won't go into it in too much detail. Um, so I've got Liverpool number four. Um, Naeem, who's your number four? My number four is Arsenal. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. No, oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't, even, I didn't even, no, I didn't even flinch because I trust you so much that I know you wouldn't say something like that. <laughs> it knows it too well. Um, no, I've gone for Manchester United as my um, fourth biggest. Oof. Oof. Um, simply because of the fact, obviously, they're worldwide, probably got one of the biggest fan bases, obviously, worldwide. They've won the most uh, Premier League titles or league titles um, to that effect. Uh, although they've only ever they've only ever won three Champions Leagues, um, they, they're still pretty much was one of the dominant teams uh, during Sir Alex Ferguson's um, tenure there. That was probably his only criticism that they didn't get um, to they didn't well, they didn't win more Champions Leagues with him. Obviously they were them and Arsenal at the time were probably the two biggest teams in the league um, when Fergie was there. But yeah, I've gone with I've gone with them on my fourth biggest team um, simply for the fact that yeah, they're, they're the biggest club in England and. Yeah, obviously the European side of it doesn't really back them up, but yeah, they've they've still got enough pedigree um, to be the fourth biggest team in my list. And then Ryan, who's yours? Mine is Liverpool as well. Okay. Uh, again, they were very it was very difficult between them and Bayern for me, but I put Liverpool just ahead. Again, you know they both fit into all those six things that I mentioned about, but I just feel Liverpool are more well known on a global scale. And the fact that just because, again, they've been in a more competitive league or, you know, Alex mentioned about money. Obviously, money creates competitiveness, especially when it's shared out equally between the 20 clubs uh, rather than some of these other European leagues. But, yeah, I just think just because of that, their history in the Champions League as well, that's a major factor. And again, they, you know, they, regardless of what Alex said last week, they've got some incredible players who have played down there over the years. Um, Ian Rush, Kenny Dalglish, Steven Gerrard, you know, the list is uh, endless and Jamie Carragher as well. Uh, so, for me, they just edged Bayern for me. Fair enough. And then, Alex, who's your number four? Low-key, me and Naim have actually been in sync way more than you, Andy. My number four is also Man United. <laughs> Ooh, OK. God, they're going to come this this is no, in fairness, this is out of all. I've been quite assertive during this podcast. I thought I'd be quite divisive as well. I felt like there's going to be people listening to this who hate me and love me. But um, out of number three and number four, I'm very open to switching around. But I, th- I think Man United, biggest club in England, as you guys say. Uh, I think the dry period, like Andy mentioned as well, does contribute a little bit to why they're behind my number three. Um, but it, it is like. It'll it'll be easier to dis- it'll be easy to say well in number four after number three. Okay, what I'm gonna do for that reason, I'm gonna let you do number three now. So who's okay. number three? I'll buy a Munich. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, because I think as I said, buy a Munich. It may be in England. Uh, Man United feel gigantic, but I feel that wanes slightly when you go abroad. And I think buy a Munich. It's not to say that. Oh, I think my alarm's about to go. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm getting told to take vitamins by uh, my Alexa, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think of Bayern Munich and United. It's not. I'm not trying to say you know you go to Turkey and all of a sudden it's full of Bayern Munich fans over your uh, United fans. But just like even in all six measures, Bayern are more successful. I think modern history wise, 
Man United is far a, a lot more romantic, but I'd say Bayern is just as successful. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think with Paul Power as well, like I said, whole nation wants to go play for them. Whereas United's a bit different, and I understand the competitive point as well. But Bayern Munich, they're just gigantic. And I tell you, what, if, if they were like an Ajax in terms of most the biggest team in their country, and they weren't quite challenging for Europe all the time, then they'd be much lower down. But it's the fact that they are the biggest team in their country. Like they'll, they'll, they will play a Frankfurt and they could play their second team. And then they'll go into the Champions League and still be ready to dominate whoever's there. That just shows me that they are uh, mammoth sides. But again, I'm happy to swap them and United around. No, fair play. I mean, both are absolutely massive. I mean, all these clubs are really massive clubs. That's one thing we need to establish. Um, Ryan, who's your number three? It's Tottenham. Oh, imagine. Sorry. It's definitely not them. Um, It's Barcelona (laughs) for me. Uh, Again. Oh, wait. Number three. Number three, yeah. Uh, I'm listed. I mean, the top three could really, well, I wouldn't actually know. The top two, well, hmm, no, it's difficult. I'd say second and third on my list could definitely be switched. But, yeah, I just think Barcelona, obviously they are, I think gargantuan is the correct word for the top three. But, obviously they can boast about their success over the last 10 to 20 years, and they do have a glorious history, fair enough to them. I just, and again, they're extremely close with the second one. I just think the second one, again, I just, for that, them two things, just a bit more well-known and literally just because they played in a slightly more competitive league. And that's it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I've gone for Barca as well. I, I just think that um, in terms of, I mentioned before about pulling power, I think that, um, when a lot of players or big players, you know, leave a certain club, it's always Barca Madrid mentioned. They're always linked, albeit at the moment maybe not as much because of the financial situation. But in years gone, in years gone by, it has always tended to be, you know, all these big players do tend to be attracted by the likes of Barca Madrid and uh, another club from England. And I do think that that's why I've got these three teams in my top three is because I think that uh, Barca have got a tremendous pulling power when it comes to players, and players really want to play for Barca or Madrid. Uh, and I think that um, in terms of the yeah, all the European Cups, look at the likes of you know players they've had in the past, like you know Cruyff, you've got Me- obviously Messi, who's seemingly now an ex-Barca player. Um, they've had players like Suarez, players like even Ronald Koeman, who was a very good player back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously Ronaldinho, um, all, all these players they've had in the, pa- had in the past, and goes back to the you know the nineties and the stuff like that as well. And I think that the fact that yeah, they, they can attract pretty much any player in the world. Um, most years, I think that is the reason why I've got them in the top three. Um, Naeem, who's your number three? My number three, I have gone for AC Milan. Mm. Um, obviously, although they haven't really been that relevant in the last 10 years, um, obviously since that last league win, um, like you, like you was mentioning before, um, they're pretty successful during the 2000s. You know, they won two Champions Leagues, they won countless uh, league titles, and yeah, they're just pretty. They're pretty, pretty much uh, known worldwide as well. To be fair, but yeah, the, um, they've got the history to back it up um, as well. But obviously, they're not doing too well in recent years. But yeah, I've gone for Aston Milan as my third biggest team. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, 
Right, so for for two and one, I'm gonna let us both say up two and one at the same same time. Um, so my number two and one, I've gone for second Manchester United, and number one Real Madrid. I think that um, for me, I think Manu and Real Madrid are very similar. If you look in terms of again how big they are worldwide, the sort of the market value of the teams, um, and I think the only reason why I've got Madrid higher than Manu is the fact that they've won. 13, 14 European Cups, whereas Man U have only won three. So I think that's the main reason why I've got Madrid, Madrid as number one. And Madrid are an absolutely massive club, there's no doubt about it. A bit like Barcelona and Man U, any player can go to them. Even Man U, let's look at Man U, for example. They, um, they've they gone through their worst spell in the last five years or seven years than they have done in the, compared to the last previous 20 years. And they can still track the best players. Look at, even though he flopped, they got managed to get a foul cow. Um, even now, they... Um, Managed to attract Sancho and Varane, whereas um, that for me that was quite a big coup for both of them, and they're still able to attract these massive, these massive players despite not being, you know, the team they were all those years ago. So I do think that 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 is why for me, man, you've got them second. But I think Madrid number one because they are just so big. They're so big worldwide. They they can attract any like Barcelona. They can attract any player they want. And I think overall you can't look past Madrid for me number one. And I do think that. Um, despite our polls on Twitter, I, I do think Madrid are number one. Um, Naeem, who's your two and one? Naeem, please save me. <laughs> My two and one. So number two, I've got Barcelona. And, oh, thank fuck. And number one, it was pretty obvious, is Real Madrid. Um, yeah, with Barcelona, yeah, they're... Obviously, compared to Real Madrid, you know, they've won five Champions Leagues. You know, they've won, quite, they've won a few over the last 15, 16 years. Um, they've won quite quite a lot of league titles. You know, they've they've had obviously one of the best players in the world playing, well, was playing for them for the last twenty years. So that's obviously made them obviously more more global. And yeah, they've just um they've just always been a good team in Spain. To be fair, um, you know they've they've had they've had great players over the years. You know, they've had Cruyff, and you've obviously had Messi. You obviously one of Coman was there. The list is the list is just endless, really. Of obviously the players that they have. Um, they're still able to to attract um, some of the greatest players in the world, um, although they you know they have over, overspent on certain certain players. But yeah, I've I've gone with them for my number two, and, and yeah, with Real Madrid for number one, um, they yeah they've won the most Champions Leagues. You know they won the first five. Um, they've done the three peat with uh, Zidane in more recent times. They the the players that they've been able to put um, pull in for. Uh, during a like Galactico era, era, um, it just, just it speaks volume as well. And yeah, when you Real Madrid, they're they're pretty much a world, worldwide known team, and yeah, the most successful, obviously, uh, team in Europe really um, in terms of obviously Champions Leagues. And yeah, that's why I've gone for them as my number one. Um, and Alex, I'm guessing from what your reaction was to Naeem's pick that you've gone for the same. Yeah, right. It's time to declare war. Nine, you better be better be here to back me. I'll tell you, I would first move like Arsenal into the top ten, then have United over Barcelona. I mean, Do you reckon? You, okay. Uh, uh, right. I'm, try, I'm trying to word this next bit because it's a very simple thing. It'd be basically with United, right? If, if you don't support Man United, who do you support? Depends where you live. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't support Real Madrid, who do you support? Depends. Depends where you Depends where you live again. 
Okay, okay, Ryan, if you're in England, if you don't support United, you're not sure. If you're in Spain or pretty much across, if, if even if you're just, what I'm making the point is, if you have an opinion on either Real Madrid or Barcelona. They're the two biggest clubs in the world. Everyone has an opinion. I think, in fact, I can finally bring in some good numbers here. And the book by uh, Sam Lee on, um, it was on Fear and Loathing in La Liga. The in, in, intro proved that even the, the the fans, the diehard fans in Spain of like Sevilla and other teams, they have a preference of Barcelona and Real Madrid. I think it was like under 20% or under 10% said they had no opinion. There's no, like, Man United, Man United is such a global team, but Barcelona, like, I, I, I don't think, even though Real Madrid are the biggest of all time, I think the only reason they're above Barcelona is just because they've had a greater success of trophies. I think both these teams are quite far ahead of Man United, like if we're making a, a graph, it would be like it would be number six to number three, quite bunched together. Then very far ahead, Barca and Real Madrid. Look, was the who was the last player to move? Who was the last player who went to Barcelona and was like, okay, I've done this here, like you know, like now I want to achieve things to the next level. I'm going to Man United. Like, I don't. I, you guys come to what? How? how what puts United above Barcelona? I, again, it's, it's more. I think that I think you're right about the whole thing about you know, Barca won more trophies than Man U, etc. But I think that again on on a on a global scale, I mean, I know Barca are very are way 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 known worldwide. But I think Man U are just a little bit more sort of well known worldwide. I think they're a little bit more. <laughs> If you, know, if you know if you know Real Madrid, you know of Barcelona. Like those two, mm, the same. yeah. So, but you know, if, if you're saying Real Madrid's more well known than United, you can't say Barcelona's less well known. Yeah, they'll be the you, exact you, same. No, but like you think, if you think of Liverpool, you think of Man U, don't you? It's the same thing in England. No, don't, if you think, most people think of United and think of City. Yeah, or but, other that's, teams. yeah but it's, it's, I, I mean, I'm saying as, as Liverpool fan, I'm putting Man U ahead of Barca as Liverpool fan, and I, I, I do think that Man U just are. I mean, get. I, I'm not. I'm not against Barca being second. I've got no problem with that. I just think Man U personally are just that slightly bigger. That's all. Well, if you look at and all. luckily, this is a bit where we do have to come to a conclusion because me and Naim have both got Barca in second. So one of like one of us could have to sway our heads. Now I'm going to check in. Are you close to swaying your head? Well, this could actually be a great idea for a poll on Twitter. Actually, so if you've got, have you gone for, have you gone for Man U and Real Madrid, Ryan? I have. So this is actually a great chance to poll. We're oh, going to put a poll out on Twitter. I can't. It did get proved in the last poll that because you've got more of a following on Twitter, Alex, you made the, no, your I, thing. I, made just... I, I, I can't. I can't tell people to go over. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, you have to keep it neutral. You have to keep it. Um, keep it fair. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying as in like, like I, I don't want the name in that. I don't. I don't want the name in the. The European fans will cut our heads off. I will say, I think we, I think I don't know who, whether Ryan or yourself did a poll on, on our Twitter page where we put on there um, the biggest club in the world, and the actual vote went to Man U with six. Yeah, but okay, but who's our following? It's practically all English. Well, we hashtagged, you know, all the we hashtag uh, Barca Madrid Man yeah, U. Yeah, but how many other people hashtag Barca and Real Madrid? Uh, well, that's, was... that's fair. I, yeah. I just think it. You know, you, you you Google it. You know, top ten clubs in the world, top twenty clubs in the world. Most people's lists have had United either second. Yeah, some but of, are, those, some of them are, those lists written, are those lists written in English by an English author? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there is no way. I, you will, you will have to travel far and wide outside of the UK to hear someone like. I'd, I'd be more behind putting United above Real Madrid and Barcelona. Like, there's no way that one of them split. Like they're each other's yin and yang. If you have an opinion on Real Madrid, you you automatically have an opinion on Barcelona. That's how it works. Like if you're what if you're if you're a Real Madrid fan, your number one highlight of the season is El Clasico. So there's no way there's a club between them. Even if it, like if you change the club from Man United to Liverpool, or whatever, the argument would be the same. It doesn't change because it's specifically United. It's so that you can't separate those two teams. If one of them's top, they're both top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, it was very, very, very close for me. I just, I just, not for me. You know, that's fine. That was that was as close as I'll ever get from you two to an agreement on it. So you know, <laughs> I, I, you hear that you heard it as well, Nye. Yeah, uh, uh, it was the it was in your head of he's got a point, but they don't want to admit it. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. that's the thing. I, I I completely agree with your opinions. I, I I think I can see completely why you put Barca ahead of Man U. I think there's definitely legit legitimate reason why you you would put Barca ahead of. Uh, Man U in terms of this, but I just think personally, I think even if you look back at sort of, you know, how Man U were in in the seventies, or the, the, the you know the, the Busby Babes, look at the the great teams of Norman Whiteside. Obviously, the team that tragically a lot of them got killed in the Munich air crash. You look at um, and and of... like how much do you like? I'm not denying those all like incredible stories, but how much do you know about Man United's history? How much do you know about Barcelona's history? And how much is that due to you growing up in England versus you growing up not growing up in Spain? Yeah, but then I, I don't know. I, I mean, if I if I lived in if I lived in Argentina, I'd be saying River Plate are one of the best clubs in the world because I'd be able to list off their incredible history. But I wouldn't be able to tell you why Borussia Dortmund are in the top ten because I wouldn't know nothing about them. So, yeah, like if, if this was if this was the top ten clubs in the world in our opinion, I'd be you know I'd be completely quiet. But the list was top ten biggest clubs in the world. So you have to hear this side of it. You have to hear argumentative Euro expert. That's what I'm here for. The thing is, me and Andy are two people who you would never associate with being or favouring towards Manchester United. I hate Man United. I yeah, know same, Andy, same. I know Andy it, does It doesn't as matter well. about like, it, like it's exactly. not about we, that. It's more about the like you you will it, it does like I'm biased by like towards English clubs because I know I'm gonna know way more about them. But it, it like you have to take a fair shot. We are a if England was the, U- the USA, I'd be like, yeah, sure, we'd put United here. We are a tiny, irrelevant country in the grand scheme of things. Like, Europe has got, like, ten times the population as us. There's no, There will be very, very few Europeans who, put, who separate Barcelona and Real Madrid and put United in between. I think there's, I think there's more worldwide Man United fans than there are Barcelona. But then we, we've, like, even a fan, like, what, what is a fan? A fan is someone who buys... What supports the club in terms of buying a shirt? Maybe follows on Twitter. Like I follow all of these clubs on Twitter. I'm not a fan particularly of any of them. No, I, I have a Roma shirt pinned up. I have an LAFC uh, shirt pinned up. Most, most teams, most people as well will just buy a shirt of the person of the team that's most successful. Like I think even we're talking like fans in terms of that, then there's that is it's not as in even if we're going in that route, there is no way that many more Real Madrid fans than Barcelona. Well, I think we should finish this up, otherwise we're not going to get these other ones done. Yeah, to be fair, we have got three other categories to do. Um, so we are going to do, the first one we're going to go through is who is the biggest traitor in football <laughs> history? Um, 
I'll go to Alex first on this one. Uh, mine was Sex Fabregas. Um, in terms of his move to Barcelona or is going to Chelsea? Oh, going to Chelsea, going to Chelsea. I, I, let, let me be clear, I'm not slandering Sex Fabregas. I loved every minute of his move to Chelsea. I thought it was hilarious the way he did it and the, the shit house for in terms of the quotes coming out of I'd never played for Chelsea and things like that. But it was quite a big slap in the face to Arsenal fans. So, you know, and it, it's also coming from I don't want to be that guy who put Sol Campbell or um, or uh, uh, Van Persie. It, like, yeah. And why, why is every traitor as Ed Bayor as well? Why does every traitor's player have a thing with Arsenal? They're all snakes. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's actually something I should have said last week. The word snake gets used far too much, I think, personally in football. Not so much with those players, but more to do with. You know, even people calling Jack Rears a stake, but I can't blame him for leaving Villa because what else can he do? And he's hey, he's been there long enough. Yeah, and also he, he's dreamt of when he's a kid. He, also, he had dreamt of playing for Villa, but he also would have dreamt of winning Premier Leagues, playing in Champions Leagues, and that's yeah. what he's getting at, at Man City. And I think that the words, the thing people put, these days put too much. You know, they they think a player has to be loyal, but really these players, less. You know, I know he's from the Midlands, but. These players, it's their career. And they want to look back in their career, saying, "I won this, I won that." Um, so yeah, I think a bit like Shearer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you got many these players like the Tizier, Maldini, De Rossi, Totti. Um, all these players that have sort of stayed as one club all their career, but um, don't tell these players want to win trophies. You look at sort of some players they retire and they go, "Oh, well, he didn't win anything. He wasn't wasn't successful." So yeah. that's beside the point. I think that um, yeah, I, I I get the Fabregas thing. I mean. Um, Naeem, who's your who's your biggest traitor in football? I was gonna go with Fabian Delph, but that's not really more. But I've gone for I've gone for Luis Figo, um, Barcelona to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So obviously at the time um, when he was obviously at Barcelona, he was probably one of their best players. And then obviously Real Madrid activated his release clause. I think it was like sixty million uh, euros at the time. So I think it was like the most at the time. Um, obviously players players don't usually tend to move. Um, from from like Real Madrid to Barcelona or vice versa. So. They don't tend to move from the world's biggest club to the third world's most biggest club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Which um, no, I mean, which which players can you name off the top of your head that went well, from United to Barcelona? If it's nine before you continue, I've actually got an interesting point about this from the same book I was reading. Luis Figo is a good chap. However, there's actually uh, some good research done into this and. I would I would be blaming more for Antonio Perez. Um, yeah. The reason the reason Figo moved to uh, Madrid is because Perez made it his number one priority, and uh, if he became he said if he become president, I'll move Figo. And Figo didn't think he would, but Perez per- Perez said, I'll pay you this amount of money to sign this contract. That if I become president, um, you must move to Real Madrid. And Figo signed it, thinking, okay, whatever. Then he became president, and. If Figo didn't move to Madrid, he would have been fined. I think it was something like, like it was in the millions. So he's effectively forced to move there. Just yeah, to, I, throw that out there. Just to consider the opinion of that one. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't go for Figo was because I remember I watched. Um, I think it was at Fergum, I, that ITV4 documentary. Um, was it football trans football transfers that shocked the world? And that was up there. And they did mention in that in that program that. He didn't want to go there. He was very happy at Barcelona. So I do think mm. that that one gets slightly sore for me, over-exaggerated. Um, Ryan, what have you gone for? It was a difficult one because there have been many, many Arsenal players. 
that could be on this list, as me and Noim well know. Yeah. Um, and I did actually go for an Arsenal player. I went for Ashley Cole Ooh. to uh, to Chelsea. Uh, you know, it's only what a year or two year or two years after we went unbeaten, and he's 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 quite openly admitted that he went there for the money. Um, he hasn't he hasn't hid that fact, and I just think that's just so scummy considering he was he was so loved at Arsenal as well and it was one of the domino effects of so many players leaving us over the next couple of years I feel like and yeah I I was going to put Sol Campbell but I love I love Sol so much so I'm not going to put him there um yeah it's actually Carl for me yeah I mean I think that one I can get I get more than the you know the Van Persie and the Nasri moves because when they moved, Arsenal weren't that that good. But obviously, when mm. Ashley Cole moved, Arsenal was still sort of, albeit they were obviously selling players because of the funding the stadium. But I do think that Ashley Cole, obviously, because he admitted that obviously he did um, move there for the money, I, I do feel that that is a genuine reason why. Now, for me, I want I was talking between two players. I mean, you could mention on a side note, uh, Mario Cardi for his sort of affair with uh, Max Lopez's wife. But I think on a footballing basis, I was torn between two players. Um, I think for me, the one I almost put down was Fabian Delft because he did he did say, you know, I, I, I want to stay, I want to prove his loyalty in football. And then he next week he goes away. He's <laughs> <laughs> sure anyway. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's probably why it's not as talked about as much now is because he yeah. did sort of stink up the place of Man City. He's not, not, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't too bad. He was all right. He was all right. Yeah, he just wasn't sort of the same kind of player we sort of Villa, and I think he did. He'd have got a lot more England caps if he'd uh, and if he'd um, stayed at Villa. But the reason why I've gone for this player is purely for the club he went to to the other club. Uh, Ryan has mentioned him. I've gone for Saul Campbell. Um, I think that mm-hmm. um, first of all he's gone from you know from Spurs to Arsenal, one of the biggest rivalries in English football. Um, I do think that he um, the fact the reason why because I can understand on the point of view that he's gone for a team he's gone to a team that's going to win him trophies and he's got a chance of more success and maybe a more reliable manager and the Wenger I do think the fact that he said he was staying and then he left that's for me why I put that because he sort of you know on on live TV on live TV he's told the cameras are oh, I'm I'm staying I'm staying. And even though there wasn't the, the biggest conviction in his eyes, if you if you look back at that video, um, I do think that the fact he's gone from you know from one club to another, which is a massive no-no to go from. It's like if you go from Celtic to Rangers or Man U to Man City or Man U to um, Liverpool or vice versa. Or there's just some clubs you don't move from one club to the other directly. And I I think Tevez could you could argue Tevez could be up here as well. But I do think that I've gone to Sol Campbell to Arsenal from Spurs and of course all these three categories will go on our Twitter polls like I've um, put out the um, poll for um, the biggest club out of the two between Manu and Barca just, just two quick ones quickly before we move on to my one uh, Nasri was another close one for me when he, went, when he joined City mm. why is every single one Arsenal like every not, not you specifically every traitor yeah, yeah that's just how they are unfortunately but I think if someone who if he wasn't so lovable would have been most people's list. Although I don't know if he went indirectly to some of these clubs, but um, Ronaldo, uh, yeah, original Ronaldo, both played for both Barca and Madrid, both Milan clubs as well. But no one can dislike him, I don't think. So I don't think he, he can go up there. And also, if you look at it, he didn't move directly. Did he move directly to any? No, clubs? I don't. I think he went from 
Barca to enter, enter to Real Madrid. I think every league was just happy to have him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just just a glorious player, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't got the biggest. I sort of have problems. Same thing. Same as Michael Owen, but I have no real issue with Nasri's move because. If you look at the time when he moved, Arsenal were, you know, they, they were you know, getting top four, but they weren't anywhere near challenging for the league titles. Whereas oh. Man City, you know, were have all I, these players. I, I, was... I would put this down to. I'm not. I'm not. Not in Ryan, but I'd put this down to. I think. I think we can all agree here that a lot of some Arsenal fans definitely have the ego of 2004 still. So I think when when a player moves from them, it, like when Nasri moved, even though Arsenal weren't at the top, it was like. You fucking doing? You're playing. You're playing. Like you should be in the the history books of Thierry Henry. You scum. You've moved. You moved to the Saudi Arabian backed club. That was probably it. It was more in a sense that he was one of those. He was a fan favourite of Arsenal at the time. We all we all really really wanted him to stay, and we were starting to build a good team in that era as well. Obviously, we came close to uh, United for the title as well. Not many seasons before that, and you look. I suppose it depends on if you, what kind of legacy you wanted to leave behind. I mean, how many trophies did it win? It with him? he won a few trophies at sea, but will they remember him fondly? Probably not. Most well, clubs, I, most I clubs won. He, 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 even though this this game paid to the death, but he did score in that win, that one in the league title in 2014. I think it was he scored in that two 0 win against was it West Ham or was it? Mm. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm sort of with Ryan. The only thing I remember Sammy Nasri for is when like Trip doctor. Yeah, that. Yeah, and to be fair enough, he didn't have a, the best career, did he? There, because I, I will give you that. Um, talking of uh, not having the best careers, our next category is the worst transfer in football history. Now, um, I'm going to go to Naeem first on this one. Uh, what have you gone for? Well, the worst one that came into my head, um, Jonathan Woodgate to Real Madrid. Oh. <laughs> So obviously, um, Robert did signed him. Obviously, signed him. He didn't. He didn't actually play the whole first season because I think he was out injured. Then obviously, when he was fully fit on his debut, obviously everyone will famously know that he scored an own goal and then he got sent off subsequently. And then uh, I think he only made a couple of appearances um, after that. To be fair, I don't think he even made more than ten. So yeah, with Jonathan Woodgate, it was a bit of a weird one at the time because obviously he was a a very injury-prone player, so it's a bit weird for Real Madrid to um to go go in for him. But obviously, he was a good player at the time, so they probably thought they might, might as well take a bit of a punt on him. But obviously, that massively backfired, and yeah, I think quite a lot of Real Madrid fans or uh, fans in La Liga um have put him as one of the worst uh, signings in the Liga history. So yeah, he's he's the worst transfer in my opinion. And Alex, what have you gone for? I've got the actual worst uh, La Liga transfer in history in Coutinho. Uh, Ooh, I, that's a good shout to be fair I think Woodgate was more of a flop Could, I, I think if you sign a player for around 100, 150 million euros <laughs> you loan him out and he wins the Champions League with another team while beating your own team 8-2 in the quarterfinals <laughs> I don't and he comes back he comes back and he goes, I'm gonna prove myself and then he gets injured and then you can't sell him to Leicester for, for, for like thirty five million pounds. Oh. I don't think you can go lower. Look Coutinho to Barcelona. But in ter- if we're saying bad transfers, one end of that was brilliant. Liverpool pulled mm. the finesse of the century getting that much money for Coutinho. I don't <laughs> know how they did it. Yeah, I mean I think at the time no one really questioned the transfer fee because at the time he was sort of, you know, 
playing so well, and I think he was sort of seen as one of the the best players in the league. And a better, I also think it was. Player. I also think the fee was misreported as well. I think at first it was like the classic Barca Neymar. I think it was like ninety million at first. Then by the summer it was like, yeah, no, they paid one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see all our Liga transfer bad transfer continue, and I'm going to raise you one. Uh, Eden Hazard to Real Madrid. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, I think that, obviously, there is probably, for me, maybe a lot of recency bias, but I think you can't question the fact that, you know, he came to the club with so much hype. Obviously, he had a massive turnout at the stadium. He came from Chelsea after a really good season, winning the Europa League. Obviously, a great, obviously, a five, six, year, seven year spell he had at the club. And I think that I'm, I'm fully aware that injuries have played a massive part in his downfall. He's missed, he's missed more games through injury than, than he's played. Um, so I will say that I do think he's been desperately unlucky when it comes to injuries. But I do think that for the fee they paid as well, and I think the fact that he's been so disappointing and he's obviously come to training overweight, his attitude yeah. been passing highly. And I do think that it's a shame because he's one of those players. I think I was watching an old clip on David Ginola. He strikes me a bit like David Ginola. He has all the talent in the world, but he just hasn't got the sort of, you know, he doesn't track back. He sort of hasn't got the attitude, maybe. So I think Hazard has been, that's why I've gone for Hazard, is because he just hasn't worked out and it's really disappointing to see. But I just can't see him ever sort of getting back to the player he was. And I think, really, I don't think he's done. I mean, Coutinho, you could argue maybe being played out of position at Barca. That's one thing I will defend. I get, I get you covered. Coutinho had more promise coming, but with, yeah. with, uh, with, with has yeah. If you're paying 150 million for your star signings to turn up fat, I can I yeah. can also see I can also see where you're coming from with that one. Yeah, I mean, huge shout out to um, Andrew Boronin and um, Fernando Morientes, Liverpool as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, who have you gone for as your worst transfer in history? A former Liverpool player. Here we go. Go on. Fernando no Torres. Torres oh, no, I, I, I feel bad putting Torres in this list because I got a lot of time for that man. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, he is very likeable and I, I, I get that point. I understand the Coutinho and Hazard point as well, but at the time, the transfer fee for Torres was massive. It was on the similar level of of Coutinho and Hazard's move nowadays. Obviously, mm-hmm. money's moved on. But it's just the fact that he was so appalling at Chelsea. Like He had one good moment, I think. and that was. I that disagree. He, he actually, I get you, the first, his first season or first half season was dreadful. But I think he actually ended up having a pretty decent turnout. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his career, I mean, he had an amazing um, Europa League campaign when they won it, beat Benfica in the final. I think he scored in the final, the semi-final. I'm going to get all these, I'm going to get his stats up. I think, I'm pretty certain he actually had, I'd like, because I remember watching his first goal against West Ham and it was like, it almost, it was like everyone almost felt like they were crying. But I think after that, I'm going to get it up now. Like, okay, so when he's at Chelsea, um, he he joins... um, Sorry, go on. So you, you obviously, one thing that he'll always be in Chelsea folklore for is that, that goal against Barca. Yep. I think that that is like, um, you know, he, I don't think he had the nowhere near the career that he had at Liverpool. I think goals-wise, he was definitely not the player he was. But I do think that he had these moments, albeit he had a terrible miss that next season. But um, I do think that he has got that one moment, yeah. a bit like a bit like Rigi at Liverpool. I mean, Rigi's... Not been a he's been a good good player, but not an amazing player. And I think he'll always have that Champions League final and semi final goal. And I think Torres will always have that 
that Barca goal. In and, he, and he scored. I've, I've got it here. So he played 172 games. And in that time for Chelsea, he scored and assisted 80. So pretty much a goal and assist every other game. So I, I think he actually ended up doing quite well. So, but Yeah, I think in, in hindsight, it might be a bit harsh because the other player was nearly going to put in there. So another player went to Chelsea. Um, and it, it pained me to say it because I, I, I really, really like the striker as well. And it was Shevchenko. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, he was I, think cool, a, I think that's a bigger flop. I think that's yeah, a he, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. With the yard, with the stat that Alex has presented, I'm going to change if the host allows it. Yeah, that's fine. Mate. That's fine. I, anything to get rid of Torres on this list. That, that's yeah, I'll put Shevchenko in it. I mean, I will say, I think that move, in a way, I think that that did pave the way for Drogba. I think that, you know, I think it's no coincidence that the same summer he joined was the summer where Drogba then became the player he was. I don't think he was mm. as good as Drogba, as Drogba he was. I don't think Drogba was quite the Drogba we all know when he first joined. And I think no. that, you know, I think Shashenko partly didn't, couldn't get a kick because of form, but also I think Drogba's emergence then, I think, did sort of override that. Mm. Um, right, we're on to the final award. The final award. We are going. We are going to go for the one transfer that we that never happened that we would love to have seen. And I think for this one, there may be some bias with a lot of us in, in this one. But um, we're going to go to Ryan first on this one. So, what is the one transfer that never happened that you'd love to have seen? Well, it was always going to be Arsenal, and I mean, my we already had my favourite player of all time play for us in Thierry, but. My second favourite, who I actually I, I knew we were linked to him when he was younger. I did actually read today that we were actually close to signing him before he went to PSG, and that was Ronaldinho. Um, mm-hmm. I would have, I mean, I, we, I know we could have got you know Messi and Pique and all these other players when they were younger, but he, I would have absolutely loved him, Arsenal, especially when he was when he was a bit younger in in our sort of golden era team. You know, behind you know the likes of Henri and Burkamp and that that would have just been insane. So that's the one for me. Um, and then Alex, what have you gone for? Mine's slightly different. Uh, Ravel Morrison anywhere but West Ham. Um, I wish <laughs> I, w- I wish he is like there, there's a good old Football Daily Sunday Vibes Extra Time podcast uh, that Joe Thompson goes into. About Rafa Morrison and how unbelievably talented it was. Like people like Ryan Giggs, Ferguson. I think Ferguson came out and said something like, "This is the most talented player I've ever seen." And he went to West Ham. For anyone who doesn't know, Sam Allardyce's agent, uh, Sam Allardyce's manager at the time, basically tried to bully him into signing him with that agent. And um, uh, Morrison said no, and then Allardyce dropped him from the team, and that's where his career really, really went down. So I wish he went to anywhere but West Ham. And we could have been talking about Morrison as one of the all-time greats, but sadly not. Yeah, from what I've heard from many different players, like we have Fernand mentioned it in the past, I and mean, then a lot of people had him, you know, I think he was in the same youth team as Pogba, and I think a lot of people had Morrison above Pogba, but I think, yeah. sadly, I think Morrison's, you know, his, his troubles off the pitch, and I think his mentality meant he never really truly, you know, became the player we th- he thought it was going to be, which is a massive shame, because I think he proved in short spells at West Ham that he's a great player, and he scored a wonderful goal, I, if I remember rightly, for West Ham. Yeah, I think he um, scored like scored an assist to like 10 goals in his first eight, seven or eight yeah. games. Like He was on fire, yeah, and then it just went to, went to shit. Yeah, it really is. Um, 
I'm going to go for two here. I'm going to go for a biased one and a non-biased one. Um, for me, the non the biased one, I've gone for Alexis Sanchez to Liverpool in 2014. It was the summer where he joined Arsenal. We just sold Suarez and we've been linked heavily to Sanchez. I was checking every day, Googling Alexis Sanchez, Liverpool, checking to see whether anything would be confirmed. Nothing happened. And in the end, he chose Arsenal because of, of the lifestyle in London rather than Liverpool, which is a massive um, shame because I think he'd have been absolutely perfect replacement for Suarez. He is so similar to Suarez if you look at the way he plays, his, sort of, his, his character. And I think that he is, um, he would have been the absolute perfect replacement for for um for, for Suarez, but in the end we got Lambert, so um. Imagine imagine him as part of Klopp's front three and his Arsenal oh, prime. Oh my, my god, god, that would be beautiful. Can you imagine like Firmino as the cam and then having Sanchez, Mane, and Salah? That would that and that team would have potentially gone to his whole season and beat yeah, him. Yeah, that, that would have been crazy. Yeah, but you forget, and you would have ended up with Mkhitaryan, so. <laughs> oh god, well yeah. Well I didn't think I didn't think of that. That's, he's got he's got the, he's one of the most I think he's one of the most overrated players ever, Mkhitaryan. I mean I don't think I've seen anyone that overhyped as Mkhitaryan that's coming to a Premier League team. My god, he never really Oh, he's, I thought he was dreadful, personally. I, did, I actually right? spoke about that in my recent video. Just Mkhitaryan Sanchez, a swap deal that literally no one talks about anymore, but what a weird time it was. I mean that could be that could be actually the worst transfer of all time. That could that be could because be. both players did shit. <laughs> both just none of them worked out today. That was terrible. It takes um, a special. It, like, it takes a bad transfer to ruin one player. It takes a special transfer to ruin both players. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, God, that was terrible. Um, now my non-biased one is was stopped because of a volcanic ash cloud. Robert Lewandowski to Blackburn Rovers. Now I would have loved to have seen this. <laughs> Especially, you know, a big, big Sam football, you know, back then. Imagine Lewandowski get, getting on the head of, I don't know, Brett uh-huh. Everton cross uh-huh. or Ryan Nelson head of or something. That, Mor- that would be... Morton Camps Pedersen. Uh, oh, I, 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 I have to go against you, Andy. If, if, Robert, if Robert Lewandowski moved to Blackburn, he'd be at Coventry right now. <laughs> he, <went in. laughs> he would be. Like, I think, I think he, he started at Dortmund. I feel like Dortmund, the reason he's so good is because of Dortmund's like, yeah. talent. Hernes. If he went to Blackburn, I was forced to live in the Midlands, or like go out on rainy days and train with Morton Gamps Pedersen. And I, I, I think, I mean, it, it, was it around the same time as Steve Keane as well? I think that was all. I think Big Sam, I think, was still in charge at, at the time. But I don't think it was long before the um, best manager of Premier League history, Steve Keane. So uh, not, not only would he be, not only would he be in Coventry, he wouldn't actually be a footballer. He'd probably be an estate agent and have given it all up. <laughs> I generally reckon he would have gone to Blackburn, right? He would have gone, had a good six months, got moved to like someone like yeah. Villa or Newcastle, Everton, had a really good time there, and then gone to a big club. And then I think that's what would have happened personally. I think that he would have pressed at Blackburn, got moved to a sort of a mid-table club, uh, maybe lower top half, and then. Um, you know, got moved to then one of the big four. Maybe then he—that's what I think personally with Lewandowski. He would have got the move eventually, but it would have taken him a bit longer to to get where he is now, sort of thing. Um, finally, our final one is names. What have you gone for? Um, I've gone for one that actually would have happened um, just because obviously the team was being cheap. But as um, Ingolo Kante to Arsenal, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. so, obviously, so obviously we were pretty much the front runners to get him, but. We didn't want to play obviously these agent fees. I think it amounted to about ten million more to like the transfer fee. So instead of obviously getting Kante, we got 
Yeah, we got Granite Jacker and yeah. It's, it's no 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 surprise that we didn't we haven't been in Champions League since he's been there. But yeah, to go from Kane to Jacka, yeah, this that's one it was one transfer that always pisses me off that never happened, but yeah, I want to go with Kante, Kante to Arsenal. Because... It's it's even it's even mad about the fact that Arsenal just finished second. They're like genuinely yeah. so close. You had Ozil ripping it up as that season where he got like eighteen assists, and then you had he went to Chelsea. You just finished tenth with Gus Hiddink in charge. Like he should have got Arsenal, but oh dear. That's us being yeah. cheap as always, but yeah, I'll, I'll went with Kante. Yeah. You know, you, Andy, you know what you just said about if Lewandowski went to Blackburn, I was saying we, got, we went to Coventry. If, if N'Golo Kante went to like, if he if he went to Las Palmas, he'd still be like, end up being one of the best players in the world just because of raw talent that he is. Yeah, no, that, that, that is very true. I mean, Kante, I think, would have, I think he'd eventually, you know, found, found his team no matter how what the route is. Um, and going back to the whole Kante point with the Arsenal thing, I mean, I've known you nine for what's it, five years now, five years, and yeah, I don't think I've seen you as angry as I've, I, I don't think I've seen you ever as angry as, as when you're mentioning this transfer not happening. I think, uh, you, I mean, I remember you, your rant about this transfer before and, and getting Jacques instead. I mean, it's stuff a legend, really. Your rants on that, it's um, it's exceptional. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that does conclude our podcast for this week. Um, quick, quick side note. I did a poll earlier in the podcast where obviously we're only half an hour into this poll being on Twitter, but so far, man, you are winning the polls with 59% of the votes, with 17 oh. votes made so far. And I've hashtagged both teams, so, um, but yeah, we, we will see later on, uh, I'll see the next podcast, we will find out who the winner of that poll is. But that does conclude our podcast for this week. So once again, thank you for your time. Um, I've been your host, Andy, and I've once again been joined by Alex, Ryan, and Naeem. Laters. Granite Jacket.